Hey, did you hear about uh, those two guys? They got that podcast, uh, Juice Sample and Clever Wes. Yeah, them them fat fucks from Ohio. Yeah, they're they're pretty fat. Uh, What's the name of their podcast again? I think it's like the mo- 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 motherfucking Sample Hour. gentlemen welcome to yet another episode of the sample hour it's been a couple weeks hiatus wes and i haven't been able to get on the same schedule so uh but what better of a guest to have back on the sample hour than my good friend who is also coming to columbus ohio this saturday at the woodlands backyard for her the hot comedy presents aaron Kleiber live in columbus ladies and gentlemen mr aaron Kleiber, how you doing brother Not too much, man. Uh, just counting down the days till Saturday, man. I'm super stoked. Yeah, I, you know, you, you know, on Twitter and stuff, uh, I'm feeling a little intimidated. Like people are like, I'm buying tickets. Shit's gonna get crazy. I have to, I can't wait to come to the show. And I'm like, I, I hope that I'm good. Like, damn. Like, I, I feel very uh, humbled, and you know that uh, a lot of people want to come out, and you know, I just hope that I live up to their expectations. That's all. <laughs> oh man, like I don't I don't think that that should be an issue, man. Every time, I mean, I've seen you. Well, actually what's funny, man, it was actually like about exactly a year ago when you came to uh, the Woodlands Tavern when I when we first met you. And every time I've yeah. seen you since, I've seen you do I saw you when you filmed your special. I've seen you uh I saw you in front of Bob. I've seen you multiple times and every time I see you man you're hilarious. Even when you tell the same jokes, I still think they're just as funny. <laughs> like you know what well, I mean I like it's it. like it doesn't it doesn't ever get old because it's like something like Izzy anybody that doesn't know, Mr. Aaron Cliver was also just on My Good Friend and a big reason why I started a podcast, The Izzy Rocks Tales from a Hard Side Tales from the Hard Side yep. podcast. And yep. um I mean, something like what Izzy said, which uh, I remember when I when I saw your special, I was just getting to know you. I'm like, dude, you are so funny. Like, it's just like you have to you're like, oh, believe me, I know why I'm funny. (laughs) But it was like you didn't even say you didn't even say it like in in, like I was complimenting you like, oh, thanks, man. No, I know. I know I'm funny for those reasons. But it it was just like, I don't know, it was cool to hear you say it was very humble. It was very humble. And it made me feel good giving you a compliment, if that makes sense. Like I didn't want it to. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't want to sound like a douche. No, uh, you've never sounded like a douche, man. 
but you're, you're so funny though like it's like people need I appreciate it man yeah like people need to get see you on stage and i don't and i'll, I'll stop complimenting you here in a second aaron but i think it needs uh, <laughs> it, it needs to be said because like uh even in like uh um your movies that you've made like it's like you have a presence on camera you have a presence on stage and i think people like not enough like more people need to know about it if that's what if that makes sense <laughs> that, so. that's the idea uh i'm i you know and it's one of the things that like always I, it's weird that like when someone compliments you like that uh for me it kind of keeps me i don't know it, it kind of tries i try to use that to keep me humble you know what i mean like I just, all I can do is try to, you know, do what I love to do and make people laugh. And, you know, I'm very blessed to be able to perform and, you know, have fun. And, like, I just love making people laugh. And I guess when, you know, someone says that, you know, that they like it, they like what I do, it just kind of makes me appreciate, like, that I get to do this for a living. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Like, no, absolutely. So I feel like I, it, I feel humbled in that way that it's like i'm doing what i love to do and people like it and if i want to keep it going i gotta be who i need to be you know what i mean like i need to be who i feel like you know i'm called to be you know what i mean yeah that makes any sense no absolutely Um, that makes uh that makes perfect sense i mean like uh i think it's uh it's important too i think just all in all and like just like you're just like i just in like overall health and everything like i think that like like uh it's i think it's inspirational for me too man like just because we've become friends over the past year and like yeah. you put in the work like like that's what like you know you're always working like we were talking about before we started recording and like and that's something like even like becoming good friends with don baker like you guys are are at different stages in your comedy career but there's one thing that's consistent is you two guys are always putting in the work and like and i always yeah. like like the reason why Aaron's on his phone right now, he's driving to a show. He's a busy guy. And it's just like, and you're, you're getting on stage. You're getting like, you're super funny. And, uh, so yeah. So with that being said, um, super excited, (laughs) everybody go buy your damn tickets because it's going to be a fun time. Cause not only that, like this show is going to be an experience. Not only that we're going to have funny comics in stage, but there's going to be lots of cool people that are just there to hang out. Um, yeah. To see the yeah. comedy show. I mean, like, that's what makes these comedy yeah. shows so special, which ultimately led to, like, you know, our relationship. So I think, uh, I think, yeah, man, I mean, I'm super stoked, man. Super stoked that you're coming. And, this, and this uh, is like the first, uh, this is like the first show, too, that this really, you know, I was telling Izzy that this is really exciting to me because this is like the first show that, you know, somebody that started off as a fan. Uh, became a friend of mine, and now is you know, you know, is a show promoter, and it's almost like a group of fans are getting behind me to bring me out to headlining Columbus, which, like, unbelievable to me. Like, it's you know, you talk about, you know, you guys, you know, are very encouraging you, and you know, Jason, I call Jason Tuppahanna, uh, no Tuppahanna, people know him, uh, Bedford, Ohio, um. You know, to have that kind of, you know, encouragement, that's, even you guys personally, like, you're saying, like, oh, you know, we like you, think you're funny, but, like, something like that, where people get behind me, it's almost like you're investing, 
guys are investing your time and, and even money to like to do that for me to bring me in Columbus and you know not only you know to do fans but hang out with like my core group of dudes that really helped me come up. You know, um, it's 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 amazing. So thank you, really. Oh no, man. I mean, if I mean. If like it's funny is like you could you can you could trace like back and it's just like just like a current like I was thinking about it like how much my life has changed personally just from like betting on me to like like want to do stuff like this so and like sure. being fortunate sure. enough to meet like like minded people they're like well hey you know like why don't it doesn't look that hard to promote comedy which it it. You know, in reality, anything you put your mind to, it's not that hard. But yeah, man, you're you're definitely Absolutely. welcome, man. I mean, it's just it's just a matter of doing it, man. So thanks, thanks for being so funny. So we could we could be excited about bringing <laughs> that, you out. <laughs> that's part of it, man. It's, uh, you know, you're talking about working hard, and uh, I actually I'm I'm heavily involved in Pittsburgh and the Pittsburgh comedy scene because I love my city. And uh, no offense, Western Ohio, but I'm from Pittsburgh. <laughs> and uh, you know, I work very closely with the with the theater in town called Arcade Comedy Theater, and uh, I book their stand up there. And I'm kind of like you know a board member, and um, you know I'm teaching stand up class there. They 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 have classes there, all kinds of comedy classes. They're like, you got to teach stand up there, and I'm like, uh, I don't know, teaching stand up is kind of taboo. You know what I mean? Um, but I try to just tell people find their original voice and kind of show them where the, the you know where jokes are and laughs are in their life and just trying to nurture them and you know work joke to joke and make something be funnier and find you know the funny in their own life you know um but one of the things that you know i i keep telling you know students or even young open mic comics is that there is no substitution for hard work like there's like you can go take a comedy class you can talk to you know you could go sit down with some of the best comedians in the world, but nothing, nothing compares to actually going on stage and doing it as much as you can. Um, and you got to work hard to do that, you know. Um, when I started stand-up, believe it or not, I mean, I'm coming up on my 50th anniversary of stand-up. Um, I've been doing stand-up almost five years, which, you know, a lot of people will grin at me and veteran comics will be like, oh, geez, he's still about 10 years ago, and, you know, but when I started stand-up, uh, I had a heavy background in improv and sketch and, and some acting. And, uh, I just randomly fell into stand-up. A friend of mine said, you should get up and open for me. And I was like, I'm not a stand-up. And she said, I don't care. You'll be fine. <laughs> and it just went from there. And I loved it so much that I thought, okay, well, if I'm going to do this stand-up thing, it seems to be working out pretty quickly. Like, you know, I was, I, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh Improv was my home club. And, you know, I was featuring there in nine months. Um, and they called me to feature before I even had feet, which is mind-blowing. So it went really fast for me. And um, the one thing, as I always say, if you if you want a real kick in the ass, uh, have some kids. If I was going to make a living being an entertainer, and I kind of put, I put all my chips in, for acting as well about five years ago. And I just focused on acting and getting better at stand-up. And now it's like I make a living doing stand-up and, and you know, acting. And it's because, like, when I had to go and pay my bills, you know, I had to be a successful, you know, entertainer. And 
in order to do that, I had to work my ass off, build relationships, be funny on stage, and do all that. You know, the business end and working hard and trying to be as funny as I can be, it just made me work my ass off, you know, five, six nights a week, as many shows as I could get on, you know, in the last five years, and, you know, just building relationships with some of the headliners that I've been fortunate enough to be friends with and travel with and just get better and better and try to hit as many cities as I can in the country to kind of prove that, you know, hey, I can not only can I make Pittsburgh laugh, I can make, you know, Miami laugh and Chicago and Indianapolis and Phoenix and, you know, and that's the idea. So it's just, uh, yeah, a lot of people don't realize how much work it is. No, and and yeah, it, it's uh, I think it's it's interesting, man. But also something too that just to say something about your comedy, like the friends that you headline for are totally different comics. I mean, there's there's Bob Saget, there's Jim Brewer, there's Steve. Yeah, I mean they're 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 kind of different. Um, I would say that. I mean, Bob Saget's very different. I mean, you know calm and quiet and really dirty. Uh, Evo's very different. He's very dirty and animated and, you know, and goofy. Uh, but I would say, I mean, Jim Brewer and I, I think, are very similar. I mean, he's, uh, he talks about his family. Our material is very similar. Uh, he talks about his family. He's very animated. He uses his voice a lot, you know, gets goofy. And, and uh, so we are kind of very similar. I know he's like 100% clean. Yeah, um, and I'm like I'm like seventy percent clean a lot of the time. So sometimes I like to get crazy. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not dirty. I just like to swear sometimes. Yeah, uh, feels good. Got to get those f words out, dude. Got to <laughs> got to get them out. Uh, I got to get them out somewhere so I don't scream them to my kids in their face. But then uh, and then Bert Kreischer and I, which is pretty much how I met a lot of you guys. Is touring with Burt Kreischer and um, him and I are very similar too. He's a lot dirtier than I am, but uh, I mean, if anybody has seen uh, me and Burt Kreischer, uh, it's 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 a it's it's an insane hour and a half. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, and it's a blast. It is. And I didn't get a chance to make it back to Ohio this year with Burt. I know he's in Dayton and uh, was he in Columbus? Yeah, he was in he was in Columbus. He had uh it was he had Jay Snyder in front of him in Dayton and then Mike Merriweather, who both guys That's are right. also very funny. Like both those guys are, are very funny right. as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I worked with Jay. Yeah. Um but yeah, I what I, what I meant to say is just that like I feel like your comedy like appeals to so many different audiences. Like I feel like like you really um like I just feel like like it, it's I could I could have like my mom or my grandma or anybody listen to you and think <laughs> that you're funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, or even like, I, you know, desk squad yeah, fans. You know what? You're right. You're right. I mean, and that, I feel like that, uh, that kind of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, oh, not, geez. I think, I, yeah, that relatability, um, cause everybody has families. You know, uh, I talk about pretty normal concepts just with my own kind of twist on things. And, uh, you know, I think people are, you know, can relate to a lot of that stuff. And, you know, and I do change things. I mean, there's, you know, I'll do some colleges and, you know, I can't sit there and, you know, 
talk about certain things to a college, but I think it's just the way you spin it, you know? Absolutely. Um, you're you're mainly preparing them for after college life. This is this is what you're getting. Much. This is what you're getting your degree and job for is for this family, this that's grown right, man dude. business. That's right. <laughs> yeah, grown man business, dude. And uh, yeah, it, it's just you know, and actually early on, um, you know, coming up and doing stand up in Pittsburgh, it, it is a cultural town. It's a big sports town, um, and something common in that city. And I think it's there are some cities. Uh, you know, I guess if you would do stand up in New York and LA or maybe Jersey or Philly, uh, especially like Miami and places in, you know, Texas, there are places where you'll have that regional comedy. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, there are guys that do lots of, you know, the guys that have, that have MC'd shows that I was on, you know, from different cities, they'll do some local material and stuff. And, uh, so that's one thing actually that I kind of dipped in the butt early on is that I kind of got rid of my local materials. Um, I challenged myself that like, I kept thinking though, like my goal was to be able to do comedy anywhere in the country. And, you know, I can't do that by doing a Pittsburgh Steeler joke. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, do I have a couple local things? Sure. I mean, I have things that, that I kind of, uh, spoiler alerts that I kind of make local, but it aren't local, you know, <laughs> um, by inserting, you know, city names and, you know, supermarkets, stuff like that. But, but so that was the one thing that I thought I didn't, I didn't want to, you know, dwell on too much when I was coming up. Uh, and the other thing too, is like, I don't really talk about pop culture much. If, if you ever noticed that. Yeah. Like I just, I don't give a fuck about Kim Kardashian. Like I don't, <laughs> like we're already laughing about shit like that enough. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't need to tell anybody like, isn't like, I mean, come on, guys. Duke Dynasty, am I right? Like, you know, no one can't, like, I just feel like this, you know, you know, a thousand open micers around the country are talking about, you know, how redneck Duck Dynasty is or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I just, you know, I can, I could, you know, I feel like you could do that all day. So it's, I don't want to, like, talk about what's cool right now or I feel like I want to, I want to challenge myself to kind of, be original and be transparent and be who I am because I feel like, you know, as a comedian, your, your goal is, you can never think like this, but your goal is to be the best comedian ever. Like, you want to try to be the best comedian you can be, you can be. You know, and I'm not saying I'm, you know, but I just look at what the great comedians do. And, you know, you look at, you know, people like Richard Pryor and George Harlan and Bill Cosby. And, and even now, like, you look at, like, people like Bill Burr and, you know, and I see guys like that, and they are personal. Yeah. They talk about themselves. They talk about their feelings and their life, and they tell stories, and they talk about what they know and what they've experienced. And, you know, even going to the guys that, you know, that I love working with, like Kreischer and Brewer, you know, they can talk about what they know. They talk about their life. And so, and those guys destroy and i feel like that i want to try not that i want to try like i'm not I'm like i'm purposely trying to do that but it's like that's what i want to do too and it feels good it feels comfortable to just be yourself and talk about what you know you know absolutely absolutely i think uh i think and just something like what you said i think i think when you, whenever you if you're going to do anything and go all in you should try to be the best at it I think that's yeah, like, absolutely. if you don't try to be the best at it, you're just setting yourself up for failure. So I think, no, that's the right attitude yeah. to have. Um, 
and, and, you know, and I don't want to talk, like, I'm not talking down on any comedians that do that kind of stuff. I feel like that's what works well for me because I am a very personable person. I kind of, you know, I'm, if, if you've ever hung out with me or talked to me, I'm pretty much what you see is what you get, you know? Like, Absolutely. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not like a character on stage. I might act like, you know, it might be like I have some pain in my system, which I don't, but, you know, I try to, you know, have fun on stage. I love doing that, but, you know, like there are special people that are able to, you know, find a way to make politics funny and be like a one-liner comic or be a character. And that's great. Like, I just, I just don't find that in my wheelhouse. You know what I mean? Well, it's, uh, there, it's, are pe- there are people that are very selectively skilled to do, you know, those certain things, and that's awesome. I mean, I, I love that kind of stuff. Abs- it's done well, you know? Absolutely. And I think also, too, I mean, that's that's just not stuff that you're interested in. I mean, like, we're interested no, I mean, in zombies, movies, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, that's like... Yeah, that's, the, you know, it's funny, you know, that is the one thing, because I've said that before, that, like, um... The one thing, like, I do talk about my own life and, you know, my kids, my family, you know, growing up or stories of me and, and friends or whatever. But then uh, people are like, well, you talk a lot about pop culture, actually. Like, I always throw in, like, movies and TV and, like, cultural references, but that's not the subject. It just kind of is a, is a point to something that makes me laugh. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, no, it's no different than how I would be hanging out, like, walking around with my friends, you know, where I'm like, look at this dude looking like Jason Voorhees over here with his blue, you know, dickies on, you know, like, just, you know, that kind of thing, because I grew up, you know, filled with pop culture. I mean, Absolutely. I grew up watching movies, I started making movies, uh, you know, I do a movie review podcast, I was a DJ for 10 years, so yeah. I could name every you know, S Club 7 song there was on the radio. Um, you know what I'm saying? You don't even know who that is, but there's one person going, holy shit, S Club 7. <laughs> I have no idea who S Club 7 is, so I... Look it, it up, and look <laughs> it up, and you'll make it your ringtone. <laughs> um, well, that's something else, too, which uh, we should probably say. So Aaron and I are avid Walking Dead comic book readers. And Hell yeah. And uh, actually, um, we're up to date. I let Aaron know as soon as the new issue is out to tell him to download it. And uh, yeah, and we share an account. We share an account. I was like, he. I remember we were talking about it. you're like, man, I'm behind, and it's really expensive to get all those comic books, and I just couldn't justify. I'm like, don't worry, man, I got you covered. Here's my login. It, <laughs> I know, dude. I, dude, I read. Where was I? I'll tell you. I'll tell you when it was. You're in Tennessee, uh, I think. I, I was in Nashville. I was in Nashville with John Witherspoon, and I seriously every morning made my breakfast because uh, I was in a condo in Nashville, really, really awesome condo. Uh, and if you ever go to Nashville, uh, Saney's in Nashville is one of the best clubs I've ever been to. It's such an old, like weirdly shaped club, but it's such a classic place. Uh, but anyway, they have a really dope condo, and so nice kitchen. I made my breakfast, made my egg white, and uh, sat down with my coffee, and I would seriously read well, Catching Up on Walking Dead for three hours. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I would read ten issues in a row, and then I'd go work out. 
and then go take a nap. <laughs> like, that's what I did four straight days when I was in Nashville. Uh, I don't know when that was, gee. Uh, that was, uh, I think that was in February, because it, well, it was right after you left, and I remember I was trying to get it, um, I was trying, yeah, to, I, I, was, right. I was trying to get you set up properly, and it took took us a bit to get it figured out, and then we got it figured out, and, uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I tell you what, like, binge reading those comics, like, is just such oh, a, oh, dude, it, it's like, uh, it, every week, not, like, every month, like, I'm like, I can't wait to read it. And yeah. even though, like, it'd be better if I could just wait, like, six months and then read six episodes how, in a row. How crazy does it make you that it's once a month? Once a month. Like, and it's dude, Man, and it's, like, and it's, like, always cliffhangers, and we're just, like, what the hell's going to happen? And I'm just, like... Oh, yeah. And it's, like, like I have right no now, idea. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's crazy. Like, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but, you know, I know there's, a, there's actually not a lot of people I know that are caught up on the comic book and a fan of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly know maybe four people that actively read the comic and watch the show. Yeah. And I think that, and I think that's like, even if we would spoil the comic, I will say like, and we can talk about this a little bit and I know we're going to, like, (laughs) I don't think, I I think, I think that there's going to be bits and pieces of the comic that we're going to see in the show in the next year or two, but I think that's about it. Uh, I, I think they've gone as far as they they are, they want to go with following the comic storyline, to be honest with you. I completely agree. I think what they're doing now is throwing in characters that... Um, are, are in the comic. That are in the comic to keep the comic book readers at bay, I think, and like because uh, Eugene, yeah. Abraham, and Rosie are coming in towards the end of the season. Right. Which and, is, you know what? I'm really disappointed in the Abraham casting. I me, really am. I'm the same way. Like, I'm kind of hopeful. Like, Tyrese, I didn't think the guy was big enough, but, like, I'm watching The Wire no, he, now. He, no, he's a bad, he's a bad mother. Yeah, he's he does a good job, and, like, I'm watching that bad guy. Dude. He's in The Wire as well, and I'm watching his character, like, which I was, I heard you and Izzy talking about, and, yeah, I'm going to have to say I, it. I, the Wire is I one have, of the best shows. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, dude, I know, I, I gotta get on it. Yeah, I just right started. Now, I, I just uh, started. So, uh, yeah, right now it's you got to have time dedicated to it because once you start watching, you're not gonna be able to stop. And like, well, right now, my, like, my, my two favorite shows are on television right now. So I'm lucky if I have time to find to watch Walking Dead and American Horror Story. Uh, dude, American Horror Story. Is it's incredible. I haven't even, I haven't even, I haven't even Dude. opened up that can of worms. Like, and everybody's told me to hey, as well. And it's, hey, uh, no, bro. if you're, if you are a fan of horror, that first season of American Horror Story will punch you in the face. It but, is, you know what's funny is, I, I think I just, told, I told Izzy this. I watched American Horror Story all in all ten episodes when I was in Dayton. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that's when that's I was in intense. With, with Bert, I think. Yeah, that that would make sense. Uh, yeah, because three days. Like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would, dude, I would watch, I watch like three, four episodes a day. So I'm watching four straight hours of just really scary horror, dude. And then I would like, it'd be like four, or five p.m., and I'd like open my eyes and like. Like, oh, my God, like, I'm terrified right now, and i got to get in the shower and leave. 
and then I'd have to be in like a good mood to go do stand up. Like I was like, you know, when you're so immersed in something for so long, you just like you feel like you're living it. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was every every like creak in the in the in the in the room was like freaking me out. Like I feel like I'm being like a I'm like I hope I'm not on four thirteen, you know, shit like that. <laughs> um, God. But anyway, um, but oh, I was saying that like the dude they cast for Abraham, he kind of looks like who's that freaking redheaded wrestler on WWE? Sheamus, like, yeah. Even though I think Sheamus. Seamus would probably be better just because he's so damn big. Like Abraham's like a big yeah. dude, and Abraham and like, is a food. kill machine, and that's that's and the whole thing. Dude is like like I mean Abraham's bigger than Tyrese. Yeah, in it's, the comic, and, and in the comic Tyrese is huge, and in the show like Tyrese is a little bit he's shorter than Rick, but the character well, still yeah, pulls I mean, it off. The char- the actor pulls it off. Um, I'm not oh, a, absolutely. He's great, and he's a big dude. Yeah, well, he, this, and you know what was funny is I'm surprised they didn't go with the whole storyline that he was the running back for the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I uh, I'm surprised like, at that, that too. I, I it has to be some sort of like legal thing. It has to be there. I think there's a lot of stuff in the show that they have to. I mean, I think that's like that's my biggest complaint with the show that. Uh, like, because this season, I'm not enjoying as much as I did the other seasons. Like, I'm I'm actually two episodes behind because of the first episode. Oh, come so, on. We can't even talk about it. <laughs> Dude, last night's episode was really good. Is it? So it's worth it's worth powering through. I Because uh, the last uh, episode I saw, like, the where, where I'm up to is uh, when Carol talked to Rick and Carol fessed up to some things. And yeah, well, Carol on my balls. So, yeah, what's interesting too is I, like, did you know this? Oh yeah, fine. keep going. Okay. You'll be fine, dude. You, you'll be happy with everything that happens. Hey, they need to, they need to kill I, real I characters. Agree. They need to kill real characters. You can't add characters on the show just as fodder so you can kill. Like, that's not, that's not what makes the comic book great. What makes the comic book great is there's characters that you've read like 80, like 90 issues of and they just kill them. And they kill them brutally and it's yep. and it's like and it shocks you. Episode what was that? Episode one hundred? Yeah. Episode one hundred like issue oh, one hundred. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is the most brutal thing. And it's just oh, like yeah. holy shit. And it's just immediately like Yeah, and you know, it's funny that if anybody knows the comic, like I said, I don't by me saying anything, I don't think we're spoiling anything. But like um, you know, in the comic book they get past the governor, you know, uh, and they meet uh, yet another kind of almost, isn't it? It's almost like a Mad Max Thunderdome type of road crew. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like it's kind of like it's kind of like Tom Savini's gang in Dawn of the Dead. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, well pretty much what happens is, is so like they come across. Uh, well, they come. They, they leave Atlanta, so they leave the prison, and they come across like this one crew that's like, no, to stay alive, like you have to stay on the road. Like you can't settle right. down ever. Otherwise, the zombies are just going to get you because of the hordes and everything else like that. And then um, so then from there, they find like a big town in Washington, D.C., where they still have running water. And I'm not really spoiling anything. And then from that town, they discover that there's this whole network of towns. But in one network of town, they decide they find out that there's a guy who's basically saying, no, I'm your muscle. I'm going to protect you. But you have to get me food. And if you don't live by my rules, then there are going to be consequences 
So you right. know that you have to live by my rules. And this dude is right. And he's and they and they made him like ten times more brutal than the than governor. The governor. Yeah. And when I went to, and the reason why where I guess we're kind of now it's like a Walking Dead podcast, but I don't care. Cause <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, I, I told Izzy. I told Izzy. I was like, I could talk zombies for five hours. So yeah. Uh, but and and I can also. I mean, I love story and I love you know writing film and, and, and you know I I, I love I love story. So, Absolutely. Uh, but the thing is, is that you know they will never, they're never going to get to Negan in in the show ever. No, there's no they're way not, they're not going to do it because we've already seen that in the in the if, if people don't know, and if I'm sorry, if you're on episode or I'm sorry, if you're on like issue twenty of Watch Dead, then you're too late. We're going to spoil it for you. Sorry, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but, like, for instance, you could already see – I already see how they're going to run the show because they already decided to not kill Lori the way they killed Lori in the comic book, which was uh, – and by the way, in the comic book, they don't have a baby. Okay? No. No, that baby didn't you know make why, it. <laughs> no, you know why they didn't have a baby? Because the governor in his right-hand man shot Lori through her pregnant nine-month stomach and killed her and her baby. Yeah. So they weren't going to do that shit on cable TV, even though they have brains blowing everywhere. You can't. Um, you can't do that on TV. You couldn't. You HBO. Can't, HBO can't. could maybe get away with it, but maybe, even HBO, maybe. even HBO um, wouldn't really be able to do that. I don't know if they would kill a nine-month pregnant woman through her baby. No. Well, actually, I think I'd have to read. Did she? Was she? I thought maybe she had the baby and they and she was holding the baby. And I'm it, sorry, you're absolutely right. Yeah, sorry, like, I, right. and I think that's kind of worse. The baby, the baby was newborn. That's <laughs> the, right. Yeah, the the bullet went I'm through sorry, her and worse. got the baby. Yeah, it's way worse. I barely, the Philly got mixed up on. Hey, you're all right. You're all right. I mean, you. Oh no, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. They shot her through the back, through her face while she's holding her baby. Yeah, which is way worse. Uh, and that's dude, that is. I I tell you what, man. When I read that, I was like, I was up. shocked. Like, I, I was shocked. Holy yeah. Hell. Well, because, too, in the comic, like, they had, uh, well, another weird thing, in the another spoiler, they pretty much, like, Dale lived way longer in the comic book, and they've pretty much turned yeah. Dale into Herschel now. Um, kind of. Yeah, Herschel, Herschel is Dale, because yeah. Herschel died at the farm in yeah. the comic. No, he got, he got shot. Um, he was farming in the prison, and the governor killed Herschel, too. Oh. Right. Yeah, the governor killed Herschel's I mean, whole family. <laughs> the governor killed like right. all of most of the original right. characters. Because I think, like, From now on you tell us what happened in the comic. Because apparently, I'm not a guy. No, you're fine, dude. So, you're fine, dude. I, uh, you're totally fine, man. I'm not trying that was to like a long always. Time ago. Oh yeah, man. I, I, I went back and relooked because, like, I've been. Uh, I'm not trying to. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm gonna. I want to do that too, but then I gotta re-download them all and whatever. Oh, dude, you're uh, fine. You're fine. Uh. I uh, I I just think that it's uh, I am interested to see. Do you think they'll ever bring cannibals onto the show? That's my thought. Like I don't think they will. Um, I think you're. It's funny you said that because you're taking the words out of my mouth. Um, I think that. Um. Well, okay. Let me let me try to backtrack and set it up where. Uh, okay. I, like I said, I don't think they're going to get to Negan because I feel like Negan and his like biker crew is too close to the governor. 
Yeah. And I only mean that in the way of writing television. Uh, in the way of writing television, they're not just going to get, it's, they're not going to like cycle like that very easily. It kind of works in the comics because they're able to actually get more brutal, but I don't think they're going to get more brutal. Uh, and But I think that the brutalness that they go to next, I think will be the, the Negan crew, I feel like will be cannibal. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think they'll go, I think that in order to step up the governor's brutalness and craziness, uh, and, and, and we don't know. I mean, the governor's still out there somewhere, and, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, he's obviously not dead. Michonne's been looking for him. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but I think that once, the, once they kind of, you know, get through the storyline of the prison and maybe rediscovering the governor, I think that the next uh, logical explanation is, and, and two, they're, they're, they're got, they got to leave the prison. You know, I think they're going to be out of the prison by the end of the season. And, um, you know, who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe they will go to this, uh, you know, to this. Uh, to D.C.? Yeah, to a utopia or something. I don't know. Um, I think we need to see better landscapes. I feel like next season, I think we need to see, like, I think it would be cool to see Washington, D.C., the capital, uh, just, uh, you know what I mean? Absolutely, like, see the post-apocalyptic view, which was... Yeah, I, 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 we need that. I, I think I think audiences are getting, I, I know I am, audiences are getting tired of country roads and fields. They really are. I, I think, I mean, I am. I, I definitely um, am, I think, and I, and I didn't... Because, and it's funny that you say that because I didn't even realize that's probably a big reason why I've kind of been like turned off by this season, and I it was like a yeah, more of a subconscious I mean, thing. And and you know I will always you know say that I love zombie, I love zombie kind of genres because if the zombie action is really cool and I and I love zombies, but what you really kind of get hooked with is the relationship and the roles of people in a post-apocalyptic zombie world. Yeah. And that's what really, you know, hooks you in. And, you know, it's funny because, like, my wife now is a fan of Walking Dead, and she just, like, just now, like, understood. She watched the original Idol Link Living Dead with me, and what well, we know thought in the theater, actually. And she started watching Walking Dead with me as a thing where it's like, hey, you know, let's just hang out. I'll watch your show. You know what I mean? Yeah, and she she kind of like it's funny because she's like I get it now. She was like, this isn't about smashing zombies heads in. She's like, these stories of people are pretty amazing, and I'm like, yeah, now you get it. You know where you know you watch and, and this is kind of I don't know if we're treading on the same territory as Gibby, but who cares? You always want to hear about zombies. Yeah. Uh, this but is like, part you two. Watch Night of, you watch Night of the Living Dead. You watch you watch the original trilogy of. George Romero, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and Day of the Dead. It is about these people. It's about people are worse than the zombies. The people inside that you're with are a bigger threat than the zombies outside. And that is what is so amazing about it. Yeah, I... I it, 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 it brings out this insane... You know, it brings out everybody's just real soul when you're in this survival scenario. Yeah, I, I, and you know they they did a good job with uh, episode one with the lady who's like you don't ever come back because that kind of is like oh, a, yeah. a, a theme in the comic like 
because uh and I think they're starting to show it like the evolution of Rick and Carl. Like Carl uh I, oh, it's, uh, and you, you need to catch up because okay. it's killing me right now that we can't talk about it. Uh, uh, oh, shit. There's lots of, there's lots of, trust me, I felt the same way about this season. I was like, okay, for real, like, number one, I'm going to punch Carol in her face. Number two, somebody finds the damn medicine so we get rid of this flu, for God's sake. I mean, it, I was like, okay, guys, it's the farmhouse all over again. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Um, but uh, last night's episode, uh, pretty much just, uh, you were like, okay, thanks for taking care of the last couple episodes for us. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what's so, interesting, too, though? Like, there were a few. The thing is, too, like, when you can't binge watch or you can't binge read, like, there's there's some slow comic book issues, too. I remember it for a while in the prison, like, it was starting to get boring. And uh, Oh, uh, you know what? I will do Speaking of the prison, I will complain all day and long about how they handled the damn prison. I, yeah. I don't know why. Why? Why did they skip? I felt like that. That. What season are we on right now? Four. Yeah. I feel like the prison should have been the entire season, like three. Yeah. And why the governor wasn't like? Why did they hold on to the governor? until the end of season three. I don't understand that. The storyline in the prison, in the show, was seriously an episode long. Yeah. I mean, because um, I thought, I thought some of the best stuff in the comic, and, but I understand what you're saying about the prison, but I'm talking about when they first, oh, yeah. I'm talking about all the drama that happened in the prison at first. Like when the in the like when the when the, the serial prisoner. killer murdered uh murdered Herschel's yes. daughters. Yes. Yeah, like, like he murdered dude, like <laughs> like Herschel had a lot more has a lot more kid well he had a lot more kids in the comic. And uh when they moved right. in but they like, didn't Yeah. Like, dude, they go they go to the prison, okay? And it's funny that, you know, in the show they go to the prison and everybody like in the prison is like you know, in there for like, you know, burglary or like I'm like, what? Like the prisoners were really lame and I think that they glossed over that too quickly because in the comic you got a serial killer, a pedophile rapist. Like I mean you that is such a good idea that in order to survive the zombie horde, you have to move in with cold blooded, sadistic criminal like that is such a great storyline that they could have i'm you don't even need to milk that for five six episodes like that is a great like at least a half a season absolutely i like I, the whole tension the tension of do you remember in the comic book the tension for at least a couple episodes or a couple issues like you didn't know who was like a evil like criminal because no. all the all the all the inmates were like, oh, no, we're all in here for, like, dumb shit. And yeah. Like, and, but you knew, you knew somebody was lying. Absolutely. And it was like, somebody is a damn serial killer. Somebody is a murderer. And, like, you get all racist, too, like, thinking, like, oh, that black dude, he's going to be, he's going to be, you know, bad dude because he's a gangbanger. And it turned out the gangbanger actually was the most helpful. Yeah. You know, like, I love that shit. Like, that's great because you're playing on, you're playing on just, the unknown and the unknown is terrifying 
and especially the unknown with real people. Like, that was a great, like, if you want to forget, like, the show, they get into the people's relationships so much. If you want to write a storyline that pushes away from the zombies to talk about the relationship between the humans, how did you skip that? Absolutely, man. That, that really pissed me off. It pissed me off, too, because, like, it was all, like, like, the first episode, like, with the relationships, it's like, oh, Herschel's daughter has a relationship with some guy. We don't know. Oh, I'm sure he's going to die. And then Daryl. it was, yeah, yeah. And it was like, who gives a shit about all this stuff? And then at one point, Daryl comes out and says, this is like a, a goddamn soap opera or rom- romance novel. And I'm like, thanks, Daryl, for pointing out the obvious for all the pissed off viewers. And I was kind of like, you yeah, know, but, but, they, they can't yeah, ruin this show. They're not going to do anything about it. No, and it, it would also piss me off. It's like, you know, don't change your working formula to try to appeal to new audience members. It's just like, well, do you know how they're rolling? That's the way they roll, and it's like that's what that's what kind of pisses me off. Which is the nice thing. So that's, in my opinion, the nice thing about like the HBO shows is they don't really give a fuck. Like they re-sign them if people like the shows. Um, I now, agree. Then the, so, right now I'm, I'm I'm caught up with Boardwalk Empire, and they don't give a shit, dude. Yeah, I I gotta dive into that fucking uh, rabbit hole too, man. man. I, I I love the the arc that they play on Boardwalk Empire because. They'll get into something, but it, it, you know, it's not too lovey. They'll get into some love relationships in Boardwalk, and the really only dull time in Boardwalk Empire is when they're kind of, you'll see, uh, and I'm not spoiling anything, but, like, you'll see them building up to, like, these criminals getting tipped at each other, like they're screwing each other. So it's almost like a, um, a Scorsese buildup, like, oh, shit. These yeah. people are going to all butt heads in about one episode. And so that tension builds up. You're like, oh, shit, I know there's going to be a shootout and somebody's getting their throat cut in their sleep. You know, yeah. like, so you kind of deal with it a little bit better. Uh, where Walking Dead, where it's like, they, they, you know, they make us listen about, you know, Glenn and, Glenn and what's the Maggie's relationship for all episodes. Like, this is not going to move along the action in the zombie world. It's not. Yeah, you know it's, what I, mean? I I I completely agree, and and uh, I think if you if they just showed, um, I mean, look, if you want to if you want to show Glenn and Maggie's relationship progressing, give them a random kid of a murdered parent or a parent that got bit by a zombie, which is what they do in the comic right. all the time, and now they're finally starting to do that. From what I've seen, even though like I'm not up to date, so I feel. Uh, now I'm gonna have to. Now I'm gonna have to binge right, right. watch two shows, man. But it, like that, that was so. Like that happened so much in the comic. Like that happened to. Um, well, I mean, like for example, in the comic book, Andrew's daughter is 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 still not Andrew's daughter. Carol's daughter. Carol's daughter is still alive, and they killed her right oh, away. Yeah. And they killed her right away in 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 season two. And honestly, I wasn't mad about it. I'm like, hey, yeah, own this show. Like you just make these characters stay true, or just make it entertaining. Like, I'm never going to be a person that's, right. like, really pissed off about, like, oh, it's different in the comic if it's entertaining. And, but it's, right. like, like, that's the, it's just, uh, like, like the X-Men movies. Like, the X-Men movies, I didn't like the the first few because I didn't think they were very entertaining. But then uh, Matt Vaughn makes that one. And I'm like, I don't give a shit how inaccurate it is. This, these have good actors. This is a good movie. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, I'm. 
man, I, I'm gonna have to watch those episodes, man. I, I I'm interested to see how it plays out. Like it's, uh, but oh, what I was saying was is the nice thing about Netflix is it's like it's it's smart to put your shows on Netflix because like there's plenty of shows that I've started in like Absolutely. season four because like Sons of Anarchy was one of them, but. I agree with you. I heard you on Izzy's podcast, which I don't know if you guys have downloaded that episode yet. I would download it right I, away. But dude, I fell off hard. I man, I fell off at the end. I didn't even finish last season, and then uh, the special oh, lady. No, I, what, what did I'm you fall off? Say, I fell off uh, right after the whole Irish thing. Really? Yeah. Uh, and then they got back to they got back to charming. And the whole Irish thing was over. Maybe season three. Interesting. Maybe maybe end of season three. I think by the end of season three, I think when they uh oh oh oh, oh when uh what's his face uh when he uh uh oh oh my gosh he uh he ratted on him. Uh, which which one? Juice juice. Yeah yeah that whole thing. Yeah the Rico thing yeah. the Rico trial thing. With uh, the weirdo yeah, guy, I was, yeah, I was kind of like, eh, I'm all right, I don't care." I think that's season four. Yeah, it. Uh, I th- yeah, I, I think some... season four. I was just like, nah, "I don't care anymore." Here's and something. I got into better shows. Absolutely, you know I mean? absolutely. Like something I've kind of noticed is like Breaking Bad and The Wire have kind of set this example because those are probably two of my favorite shows outside of. I'm a big Game yeah. of Thrones fan. Game of Thrones is. Have you watched? I can't get into it. Ah. Man, I love Game of Thrones, but like I watched honestly, dude, I watched the first seven or eight episodes. Yeah, and I'm just like I, I'm like I don't really care. <laughs> I, you know, I, just, I can't I hate have, on that. I yeah, I I just I think that I, I I'm sure it is a decent show. I just couldn't get into the you know uh, the armored drama. I yeah, just, I'm not into fantasy at all. Well, that's that makes sense. Uh, that makes yeah, sense. I mean, that's fine. Yeah, it's that's that's like, totally uh, reasonable. You know, people talk about how you know, uh, you know, Friends is one of the best comedies of all time, and I'm just like, eh, I believe you, and I, 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 you know, what I hear that it's probably up there, but I just not into it. I'm not into the like, you know, where people say, uh, you know, there's a couple other things. Uh, True Blood. I'm just like, nope. I hate vampires. Don't care. Yeah, that show. I, I, that show I, took I, a dump after five seasons. I gave, dude, I gave True Blood a whole season. I watched the whole first season. I was like, I don't give a shit about books. Don't care. Don't care at all. Uh, and even even Batman. Uh, I just wasn't. Um, I just didn't get hooked into it. You know. I, so. Um, I like action. I like crime. I like crime stuff. I like zombies. I like horror stuff. And you know what I'm saying? I watch. That's what I like. So, and I'm pretty sure I'm gonna love The Wire. So, and I'm excited to start that. Oh yeah, that's that's my next thing. As soon as like American Horror Story and Walking Dead and Boardwalk Empire all go on their break, like in January or whatever, I'm I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go hard uh, on The Wire. Yeah, I think uh, like something that's interesting about Breaking Bad and The Wire is they only made five seasons, and I think that's really the way to go for a lot of these shows, just because it's yeah, it's unless 
Yeah, like if if you can get if you can keep getting like like Dexter for example, I used to love Dexter, but after season oh, four, too, season after season too, four, it just went down the toilet. Like they kind of kept me in. Off, I fell off on season five. Man, I finished watching it and I just didn't. Wait, what was uh? Wait, what was season five? Season five was the was with oh, Julia Styles. I, I quit when Deb found out. Okay, that was season six. And okay. then they just finished season eight, which was the last yeah. episode. And yeah, you... what, once once they started, like once Deb found out, and they were like playing all that shit, like they were like secretly in love or something. I was yeah. like, shut the fuck up, I'm gone. The whole incest story yeah. wasn't very appealing. Nah, even dude, even I'm though even care. though they used to adopt it, it just didn't. I didn't care. Like it was fun to like. Watch the evolution well, of Dexter. Like, that was a cool thing. As far as I know, too, uh, I have some friends that have read the book, the Dexter books. Yeah. And apparently, like, him and Deb, like, start banging. Really? I, I, I think so. Like, I think they have a secret relationship. That's interesting. I thought about reading so the it, books because there's quite a few of them, but it's it's just one of those things that I don't want to dive in. Like, there's so much other stuff I want to read, too. It's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on the list, but yeah, that's that's actually that's actually interesting. I'm sure it's done way better. Yeah. I'm sure it's yeah. done like it's not just like, oh yeah, yeah, I've been seeing a psychologist and uh I'm <laughs> in love with you. I think I'm in love with yeah. you. That's what the psychologist says. Pretty much. And that was uh, it was brutal. It was super brutal. Uh so, anywho, uh we're we're like it's like fifty minutes now and I <laughs> At some point, need to look on my phone for where the hell I'm going. <laughs> uh, so I seriously have no idea what exit I need to get off of. No worries, uh, no worries. We can we can actually uh, we can go ahead and end this. So what I would say, everybody, follow Aaron Kleiber on Twitter at Aaron Kleiber. Go to his YouTube channel. Um, he's got really funny uh, videos. Uh, you're uh, gonna... Yeah, we uh, yeah we can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I do this, I do this uh, movie uh, kind of web series. I don't know how the hell it started. I started off doing, you know, movie reviews, uh, basically where I would watch a movie, a brand new movie for you, and it's called Watch For You, and it, it got too too much, it got to be too much work just every week, and so I decided to do throwback movies every month. So every month I do a, a movie that kind of relates to the month, and uh, last month for Halloween I did Scream, only because... Uh, I wanted to do it so bad because it's ridiculous. And, uh, you know, um, September, I did Back to School, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. August was Summer Blockbuster. I did Jurassic Park. So I basically reenact the movie in five minutes for you. Uh, so you're welcome. It's uh, it's pretty funny. I, uh, something else, too, you uh, can watch one of my favorite mockumentaries of all time, uh, A Great Disturbance. Funny. Oh, I, any, Anyone that's funny that, – that is like I'm a secret Star Wars fan. Like I'd never admit it. I'd never go to a convention, but I just noticed I have like three cool Star Wars T-shirts, like that I think are are, yep. are awesome. And and I, like I've worn yep. them in public and nobody said anything. So I'm just like, oh, I guess I guess I'm really a closet fan. And, you know, <laughs> even if even if people aren't a Star Wars fan, uh, it's still funny. I know lots of I've had lots of people say that they love it and they don't even there. I I know people that haven't seen Star Wars and they laugh at it. So. That's cool. Uh, yeah, Great Disturbance is on my YouTube channel. Uh, and uh, actually, um, I might be telling a story uh, 
uh, from a great servant uh, in Columbus. I'm thinking about it. I don't really, I've only told this story twice on stage, and uh, I think I might do it in Columbus. Oh, man. I can't wait. I cannot yeah. wait. Uh, you have never heard this. Uh, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. It's one, of the, it's one of the craziest things that's ever happened to me. It's, uh, and it happened, uh, it's, it's, uh, I want to say it's up there with like, uh, I don't want to say that, but it's, uh, it's, I'm almost proud enough to say like, I, I want to tell Bert Kreischer this story to see uh, what he thinks. So to get his approval. I think, I, I think if you're feeling it that way, I think it's always a good idea. I'm sure he'd, he'd give you some good yeah. advice. Uh, yeah. Just that movie's so funny, man. I mean, the f- the best part is how you own your character. Like he gets off the plane <laughs> wearing a Stone Cold Steve Austin T-shirt, <laughs> and it's just like that guy would be wearing a Stone Cold Steve Austin By the T-shirt. Way, I just want to mention that it's not a Stone Cold Steve Austin T-shirt. It's a cut-off sleeveless Stone Cold Steve Austin sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> And my wife threw it away, and I will never forgive her. <laughs> it was just like everything that you guys did in that movie was so thought out. Like every character that you guys created was it was What's just funny is, so it was, funny. It was not thought out that much. I mean, we wrote some storylines and some ideas for the characters brainstorm. It's like, hey, this is ten funny things that you know, Aaron, you can do today as your character Phil. And I was like, all right. Like I would just go improv and interact with people. So, yeah, if you don't know what it is, it's uh, basically a mockumentary style uh, kind of Borat before Borat, where we play uh, fictitious Star Wars fans in the real Star Wars convention in Indianapolis. It's awesome. It's awesome. That's yeah. so. There's that's... that. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, I like talking to people on Twitter and Vine and Instagram. And my son is like Vine famous. My He's... three-year-old little boy is. Uh, he loves making fine videos. He's pretty cute and so if funny. If you like laughing at kids, you'll like it. Lots yeah. of housewives love my vine. It's like every piece of social media is like, Twitter is like very like, my stand-up fans are like Death Squad. And then it's like Facebook. It's like, you know, well, Facebook's a lot of fans and stuff. And then it's like, Vine is like all my, everybody who's like who's a housewife or a parent, that's like they love my vine. And then, Instagram is straight up picture joke. It's like hilarious shit I see uh, <laughs> with my commentary. So I like how each I, one of them has like a little bit of different of like a funny formula. You know I mean? Absolutely, I'd have to check it out. I'm not on Instagram much at all. I'd have to, I'll have to check it out. Um, I feel you, mommy. <laughs> I, I I can barely, I barely get on Twitter or Facebook. Well, Facebook, I'm a little bit more on. It's um, tough, man. It's I mean, it's tough. It is tough, but I like to think connected with people, you know. So. It's different for you. Like, it's important for you to. I mean, that's kind of part of you building an audience. So, it, you have to. You know what I mean? Like, it's. I'm not trying. It's. Uh, you do it all very well too. Like, it's pretty amazing. So, um, go to your website too. Buy his DVD. His DVD is hilarious. I was yeah. at that filming. I'm. Uh, I must say, yeah. it's cool to to have been at the filming and then see the final product. Um, yeah. But anyways, go to tickets, go to uh, brownpaperbag.com and just search Aaron Cliver. If you even no, just brown, go- brown paper tickets. Brown paper tickets, yeah. Thank you. I'm pretty... <laughs> you pretty go to brownpaperbag.com. You're, like, you're probably going to... Or you're probably going to find some dirty website or something. Uh, 
Yeah, brown, brown paper bag is some dirty thing that, like, people do to each other's joints. So. <laughs> Brownpapertickets.com. Oh, you, oh, you never, you never brown paper bag of this? Oh, that's good. Get the fam. Uh, also, uh, let's see, brown paper bag. Also, what else we got? Uh, oh, or if you even just Google search it, um, Brandon Farley made a, a badass trailer for it. So you can check out the yeah. trailer in the descriptions and the links as well. So, uh, anyways, uh, thanks for coming on today, brother. And I'm excited to see you this weekend. I, I can't wait to hang with my homie, uh, in Columbus. Uh, I'm really excited, man. Yeah. And, and the guys that are on the show, Spurlock and Dom. And uh, I'm hearing my boys from Pittsburgh, Gio Adesano and Shannon Herman. It's uh, Gio Adesano on Twitter and Shambones on Twitter Ooh, for Shambones. Shannon Norman. Uh, okay. These guys, dude, I, I mean, these guys on Gio goes, you know, we go deep to that squad. And uh, and my boy Shannon Norman, I just, I want to bring him because I know you guys will love him. We're down. So, yeah. we're, we're always open to laughing. Wait. Always open. <laughs> well, uh, okay. Well, cool, guys. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode, and we will talk. We'll see you guys at the show. 